Okay, welcome to this episode of Drinking with the Devil, and tonight we have Darrow Davis, a paranormal investigator. How are you doing, sir? Are you all right? I'm doing good. Doing good. And uh, so, what? How good. has uh, these strange times been treating you uh, through all this um, COVID and the lockdowns? Has everything been okay with you? It's been it's been doable. I've been. St- haven't been able to get out much, but other than that, it's good. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's sort of quashed everybody from uh, living sort of normality for a period of time. But things seem to be getting a little bit better now. They seem to be opening stuff up. And, and um, well, certainly here, I, don't, I can't speak for where you are, but we seem to be getting back to some kind of normality. They've not opened bars or anything like that yet here, but I think they've given a date for that around about sort of the 5th or something of July, something like that. So... I think some schools have opened here recently, and some some uh, primary schools, primary children have gone back. So, uh, you know, it seems to all be um, kind of going back to some form of normality. I don't know if it, if you are experiencing the same results where you are. We we got everything. Everything's pretty much opened back up here now. They opened the bars up on Monday, um, and. They've got everything. Everything's pretty much open now. It just they got new rules and stuff. So, but other than that, we're we're open for business. Right, that's good then. I, I'd be strange for people going back to bars and stuff, won't it? I mean, I'm not sure. Even as much as I want to go out, I'm not sure how much I will straight off straight away. You know, go to to a bar because, I mean, the whole nighttime economy and drinking is is. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's aggravated enough when there's people and drink involved without, you know, you're not two metres or you're not two metres or people being crowded into space. Do you know what I mean? I think it's just, they're going to have to have some sort of limit. Yeah, and then with all the other... Yeah, go on. And then we got going around here with the protests and everything else like that. I just don't think adding alcohol to it's a good idea. (laughs) No, this is it. I mean... So have you have you had uh, protests where you are as well? Yes, we've got them all over, all over the United States. Yeah, States. yeah, we've, it's happening here as well, which is um, I'm quite proud of the UK really for actually um, standing up and doing something for a change, you know. Uh, and I know, um, I know it's not promoting the looting and and that kind of side of it but i think the stand up for what the people what people are standing up for and fighting back i think is a is a good sign it's a good thing you know i think it's about time I think uh, that, well yes that, that's a good part but yeah i don't I, I don't agree with the looting and i don't agree with the fighting and stuff that's going on but i mean no. i believe they should stand up and be heard but i mean Yeah. Yeah, it's um, some of the videos I've seen on Twitter and, and various other platforms of, you know, some of the police brutality that I've seen handed out to, to individuals has been way over the top. Um, and I, yeah. don't, I don't think they're helping themselves. Um, and, you know, the more the more people hold their hands up, and let them do it they are basically hanging themselves you know you're giving them the rope and they're hanging themselves and yeah and and something good i hope something good will come from it 
But at the moment, our countries are, yours and ours, are kind of run by uh, buffoons, um, you know, meat puppets type of people that just... <laughs> <laughs> well, they are, aren't they? I mean, they're not, they're not much different, are they, Trump and Boris Johnson? There's not much difference there. No, they're not. They're, they're, they're a bunch of village idiots. I mean... Yeah. They have no... I mean, I support my country 100%, but I do not support the people that are running this country at all. No. I mean... No, I'm the same. I, I just can't do it. I, I'm, I'm the same. Up until... Um, oh, I don't know. When, when Boris Johnson got brought in, I actually... Leading up to that and him getting Prime Minister's job... I was like, nice one, you know, like a younger, sort of a bit out there, a bit crazy politician that I thought might actually do some good. And then this whole COVID thing, um, you know, just the stuff that's been coming out, like, you know, refusing ventilators from Europe and the lies that have been, you know, I mean, I know they all lie. I know they all fucking, they can't tell the truth to save their <laughs> lives. But um, just... The problem with, I mentioned it in one of my other podcasts, the problem for me was I'm quite a woke or an awake person. I have been for years and that lying didn't surprise me, but it shocked my wife and kids who were then panicking in, in a time of crisis, you know, the scaremongering with this virus and blah, blah, blah. And I think it really has been over eggs, you know, over uh, fear mongered with this virus. I'm not saying the virus isn't bad and no thousands of people have lost their lives to it, but I'm not sure how much different that is from a normal flu outbreak or various other illnesses like, you know, diabetes or cancer. You know, if you were to put all the tallies of death together, I'm not sure there'd be much difference between, you know, this COVID and, and the rest of these illnesses. So it was kind of, it was a, right. a yeah, it was a hard time for me seeing my, my sort of wife and kids asking questions like, why, why would he lie? You know, why would he, why would he not accept ventilators? And that was, that was sort of my turning point. And then, I just sort of started seeing the the bullshit, you know, like, and then sort of, I've got a lot of friends in America and sort of watching what Trump's up to, and there was a brilliant picture on Twitter the other day, I think I shared it, I can't remember if I did, one picture was like Obama walking with like thousands of people hand in hand, and then the picture next yeah, to it, I, I, yeah, <laughs> did you see it, yeah, the next picture was Trump with, yeah, he's, yeah. he's walking by himself, <laughs> yeah, he's walking by himself, yeah. But he's got crazy supporters, man. He's got crazy supporters. I, I saw this sort of poll. Yeah, he does. yeah, I saw this poll thing, and he'd put on like, "What would it take for you to lose your your support in me or something?" And and, and like thousands of them would put nothing. You could literally do anything, and we would still back you. You know, it's like, wow. Right, and they will. Yeah. And they will. He can he can do anything. You, I mean, just like the photo op he did in front of the church. Yeah, I mean, he 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 got them protesters to get him out of there, so that he could do a photo op with a Bible that he was holding upside down. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I see. Being on the Satanist side, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> is that is that some sort of sign? Is he like the second? You know, is he the Antichrist <laughs> holding his Bible upside right, down? Right, right, you know. And with me being me being a demiologist and a Satanist, I'm more scared of him than I am Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, isn't it? It's really funny how like 
it's funny how people like you and I, who've probably like seen this kind of scenario play out a couple of years ago when you know you, you, you tapped into certain um, news platforms that maybe other people don't watch or you know you, you, you're on that side that woke side where you see stuff and people you know I saw things like three or four years ago where they were saying well maybe longer maybe six years ago where they were saying you know the antichrist is coming and he'll have a he'll have a position of high power and it'll probably it'll probably be in a in an American state you know an American president or something and I was thinking the minute I saw that picture of the bible upside down, upside down I thought yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it certainly is crazy times, but there's a part of me that's also really like, um, and I'm not talking about any of the protests or any of the stuff that that that's terrible. Where you know the the deaths and everything that's happened are terrible, but and with the COVID, but just as in as in a. Um, once in a lifetime kind of experience 2020 has been certainly everything you could experience in in <laughs> in kind of uh uh what's the word disasters isn't it you know for like a few months into the year well, we've had we've had some uh spectacular things happen haven't we oh well yeah then you got this i mean i don't even want to know what the real <laughs> no that's it yeah, what's the rest? What's the next six months going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if the first six months are like this, what the hell are the last six months going to be like? <laughs> or what's going to happen next year? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so crazy. I crazy. We'll, yeah. I guess we'll find out in November what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think it's really strange how this this virus seems to have just been forgotten. You know, like, I know what has yeah. over, I know what has overtaken the virus is the most worthy cause on the planet and I do think uh, not being um, negative towards the protests but I do think there's been a lot of people that have piggybacked those protests for getting out of the lock you know to argue the lockdown or been going crazy in lockdown and then you've got the looting and all that sort of stuff that we've been talking about right. but it's been piggybacked by a lot of emotion. And I'm actually surprised that these riots didn't happen a month or two back. You know, I think the the point that the riots started was the right point for riots to start. Obviously, you know, the, the murder of somebody is, is something for people to stand up for. That was... But I'm right, sur- and that was the catalyst to it. You got, Yeah. I mean, we got 40... 40- we got what forty thousand unemployed people that have been locked in their houses for two months, you know, going crazy. Yep. And then we had a killing here in Georgia, and then we had that killing. Yeah. And that was the catalyst to set it off. Uh, what was the killing in Georgia? I'm not sure if I've I've been aware of that one. Uh, um, about I guess it would be a few weeks back. Uh. Um, African American uh, Aubrey. Yes. I can't remember his last yes, name. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I remember. Remember that now? Yeah. He was shot and killed by the. Uh, That's right. Yeah, uh, guy. Put him under citizen arrest. Yeah. 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 So we had Aubrey. We had the Aubrey killer here. And then we had the uh, other one. Yeah. Now I'm drawing a blank on names. 
Yeah, I, I, I do. Together, and yeah. now George, George, wasn't it, George? <laughs> and then they, yeah, and then they just had one. Now they've got one that just happened in Canada last night or yesterday. My God. A guy called. A guy called for a welfare check on his girlfriend, and the cop showed up, knocked at the door, and shot her five times, killed her. I, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, they said from what I've read about it, they they uh, said that they had a stalker. I believe it was a stalker. Somebody bothering her. So when they went to the house, they went to the front door, and I guess apparently, according to what they're saying, she had a knife and charged them, and they shot her five times. My God! And they were just there. Her boyfriend was in Manitoba, and she was. They were a ways apart. She was in one town. He welfare check on her, and they shot the girl and killed her. She's only like twenty three, twenty four. My God, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what are you people doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, well, yeah. They couldn't tase her. They had to. They had to escalate it from zero to deadly force. You see, I'm. I'm. I'm I mean, so glad that this country hasn't got a major armed police unit. I know we have got a firearms unit, but you know, not all our not all our coppers carry guns. So I'm kind of glad with that. Really. They're not all. Not not that they need a gun, to be honest, but. It just it's it's ridiculous. What are you guys doing? See, I think they're breaking. Sorry, I think they're breaking down. I think that's what they're doing. They don't know how. I think everyone's gone a bit crazy. Somebody's screwing up somewhere in the training or something. Somebody's not doing something right. Because in my training with the military, areas of you escalate force with force. Yeah. Use the same amount of force that's being used against you. Yeah. You don't go from zero to deadly force until you've exhausted every, whether it be your baton, your mace, stun gun, or whatever. And yeah. she had a knife. They could have tased her. Yeah. But the officer went in by himself. He didn't wait for backup. He went in by himself. She had a knife, so he shot her five times and killed her. Instead of backing out of the house, yeah, situation waiting for backup, he just shot her five times. Yeah, you see, you see, he should be under all sort of all sorts of uh, law breaking rules there, really, like not waiting for backup, <laughs> not you know, not being in a two, entering, firing, you know, pulling his firearm. Right. Yeah, all he should be done for a lot of, not just murder. There should be a lot of, you know. Uh, uh, that's amazing. I mean, there, I I can think of a thousand ways he could have handled that, and she would still be alive today. This is, oh. and she was a mother of a baby. Yeah, this is it. This is it. It's just it's disgusting, isn't it? It is absolutely I, disgusting. Yeah, it, and I mean, I didn't. I don't know. They're just. They're not doing something right. They're just. They're not training them. Um, or they're, start passing, I mean, or they're employing the wrong people, right? You know, they're lacking on the psychology, psychological evaluations or something. They're doing something. Yeah, I mean, they crossed that out quite well in the army, didn't they? In the armed forces, because you used to get a lot of trigger happy 
you know, I mean, I'm 41, I'm talking years ago, so you used to get a lot of trigger-happy people, especially in England, you know, the people that maybe wanted, you know, to go to war and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's way different than what it was when I was in. Yeah. The, the rule of engagement, are way, I was I was 75th Regiment, I was Airborne Ranger. It's wow. way different now, now than what it was then. Yeah. I mean, back then, our rule of engagement was if they had a weapon, shoot them. Yeah. The rules of engagement now are you have to do everything you can not to shoot. Yeah. You have to basically, yeah, basically from what I understand, you have to be fired upon before you can return fire. Yeah, I was just going to say that. So, That's what I've what I've heard is, um, yeah, you have to be fired upon to fire back. And I think even that's under like three or four different sort of, you're waiting on people to say, yeah, fire back. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have to have, you have to have authority to engage any target before you can engage it. Yeah. And, and you still, and you even you know, have to have that permission. Even if they're engaging you, you have to call it into command and let command know that you're being engaged and they got to give you the okay to engage. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I knew a I knew a guy. Sounds sounds like he's dead. I know a guy here that was in. Uh, I think he was in six tours of Afghanistan, and he was in the sniper unit. And they'd been out on a. Um, they'd gone out with some engineers who were rebuilding a bridge. You there? Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah. I was just saying, uh, he'd, he'd done like six tours of Afghan and he was, uh, he was in the sniper unit and they'd been called to help some engineers that were basically rebuilding a bridge that had been blown up by a, you know, a homemade bomb the night before. And where they were, there was a, a guy coming up this sort of long strip of road on a moped. Um, He'd been asked by the people on the ground to, to stop coming forward, to stop accelerating, and he just kept coming forward, he kept coming forward. And my friend, after 10 minutes, shot him in the shoulder to, to derail him off his bike. And because he, right. hadn't, because he hadn't made the calls of, you know, can I take this shot, um, he's, he, he got court-martialed and he, he served five years in prison right. when, he, yeah, when he came back. Yep. Um, and his thinking was, you know, this guy could have a bomb on him. You know, he could be a suicide bomber. He could have some sort yep. of device. And, you know, he'd passed into the barracks. So he was now like seconds away from these guys that were rebuilding the bridge. So it could have been a massive, you know, uh, a load of fatalities. So he acted on instinct. He didn't kill him. He shot him in the shoulder. Right. But he engaged without permission. So, yeah. therefore, it's a court-martial offense. Mm-hmm. Which, which I way, find no. I find really strange when you're going into the theatre of war, you know? Right. It's, right. Yeah. Because then if, if, that, if that guy would have blew up that bike and killed a bunch of people, then he would have had to live with it for the rest of his life that he let that guy get that close. Yeah. Yeah, I don't envy you. I don't, I don't envy the I, responsibility. I mean, it's literally being between a rock and a hard place. Do I let my fellow comrades die? Yeah. Or do I take the shot? Did you did you do any tours, Darrow? I was a Desert Storm. Desert Storm, wow. That was the uh, was that the first Gulf War? That was the first Gulf War. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's mad. That was some real uh, shit. Yeah, that I was over there for that one. They were they were nap uh, napalming like fuck over there, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we um the highway of hell, which is ironically I eighty that runs between Saudi Arabia and Baghdad. Yeah, they bombed that. They bombed all night. Yes, I remember seeing that. And, uh, those pictures, yeah, that was uh, that that was when the, that's when they started changing the rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. I actually watched that on um, TV. I watched it on uh, BBC London News. It was. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was quite a <laughs> that was quite a sight to um, to get your head around. Really, what yeah. was happening? Yeah. I think it started about nine o'clock at night and finished about nine o'clock the next morning. They literally just flattened the place. Yeah, and there was a yeah. I mean, and there were men, women, children, you name it. They were lost that night, man. It was yeah. It was yeah. It was a bad situation. But that's when they started. That's when they started changing rules of engagement. But you know, you know. That's the way it is now. You have to, even if you're being shot upon, you have to get permission to engage. Otherwise, you can be. Yeah. This is the problem. And that, and, that, and, that, and that all leads from bad apples in the military, trigger happy people in the military, just like you have bad apples in the police force that, that are overbearing, big headed, and trigger happy. Yeah. And that's why they've had to, you know, so. Yeah, this is the problem, isn't it? It's there's got to be a better, a better, um, um, what's the word? Not interviewing process. Um, I can't think what the word is. A, be, a better, yeah, basically an interviewing process. There needs to be a better, like you said, a psychological test. There needs to be all kind, not just for the police, for both, for the army, police, any kind of right. law or violence. In you know, not violence. Um, aggression enforcing kind of uh, anyone who's dealing with weapons whether it's mace or tasers or guns or buttons they need people that that is the very 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 last resort right yeah I mean I mean since I've been out of the military I've worked security in Vegas in Reno yeah I worked hand in hand with Las Vegas PD I mean, I was out with Vegas PD on a bunch of their drug raids and stuff, and you never go in by yourself like that. No. You always wait for backup, and you accelerate your force with whatever force you're opposed to it. You don't go from zero to deadly force unless you're being presented with deadly force. Yeah. If somebody's shooting at you, then you shoot and kill them. You kill them. But if somebody's coming at you with a knife, I can think of a thousand ways to unarm them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say about that copper. I'm sure he's had some kind of training to to de-arm. You know what I mean? And she, she, and I'm not even doing the sex equality thing here. A normal person, whether it's male or female, won't have knife training, so she would have been quite easy to disarm to someone who has had training. Yeah. You know, they're even, they're even, even with a non-lethal lethal yeah weapons that they have they're abusing those 
I mean, there's pictures on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen them or not. Of the one girl that took a rubber bullet to the face. Yes, I did see it. The, they shot her in the forehead with a fucking rubber bullet. Yeah. Why? Or the news reporter that got shot in the throat by one. I didn't see that one. That's just, yeah, he got right in the throat. Big old mark in his throat. But the girl, her face all busted up where they hit her in the forehead with it. I saw, That's yeah, it was not, like inches away from her eye, weren't it? Yeah, well, right, yeah, right between her eyes. Right between right her, above eyes, her yeah. eyes, right between her eyes. And she was only, mean, it's like, only a young girl, weren't she? She was only about, what, 16, yeah. 17? Yeah. Uh, something like that. I know she was. Yeah, she was under twenty-one. Twenty-one. I mean, yeah. You, you don't take a kill sh- kill shot with a rubber bullet. No. I mean, you, they're meant to they're meant to stop somebody. That that means the legs, the arms, the chest. Yeah. Somewhere, but a forehead shot—that's a kill shot. You don't do that. Yeah. No, they, it seems. It seems a drastic measure, doesn't it? Um, and it makes you wonder who's who's giving these orders because if they weren't, if they're not being given the okay to do it, then there would be repercussions for them, and there isn't. It's like they're being told to do it. So, I mean, and I don't. Know, did you see the um, um, uh, the picture where all the on on mark uh where they were standing on the um on the uh, monument they were all the officers standing in tech gear on, and they had no patches patches on and no markings no insignia no nothing but there was a bunch of them standing on i think the monument yeah yeah did okay. yeah that was black that, that those that was black water water why in the hell do you got black water out there and uh and uh <laughs> i don't uh, yeah you, know, you don't need have you just seen that one recent, like the last sort of twenty minutes on Twitter with the in Mexico where they set the copper on fire? The cop car or the cop? The cop. He's on a bike and a guy comes behind him and pours like some kind of really flammable liquid all over him. Literally. He's no, not... I did not. I know. I saw the last pictures I saw was when I was when they had all, when they were taking the Capitol building or State Building or whatever it was there. Yeah. Government building and they all the cop cars on fire. Yeah, I saw the no. This one was literally about ten minutes before we started this interview. It said they're literally setting cops on fire in Mexico, and I was watching it thinking it can't be. And yeah, he sat talking really nicely to these, and I mean he was being really, you know, talking to these two protesters, um, protesters, sorry, saying you know be safe, be safe, and a guy comes behind him and just pours this like flammable liquid all over him literally engulfs him <laughs> so i but, mean i see and that and that's wrong from that side yeah i mean has everybody everybody lost their minds i know when would you pour fire on someone regardless of it being I mean, a, a police officer people, or someone you hate you just you wouldn't pour fire on him would you i, I wouldn't i don't know well, that's that, that's got to be one of the worst ways ways to ever die. Yeah, is to be burnt alive. I agree. It's just not, and and if you don't die, it's not. Oh, I couldn't even imagine living like that. There's no way. No. 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 And, no. 
And people wonder why I spend all of my time by myself in graveyards with the dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're easier to get but on yet, with. When I, and when I, and I do, I do all my filming by myself because I don't think I'll ever find find anybody who wants to film with me because when these people go in, the first thing they do is they say a prayer when they go in. They say a prayer when they leave, and they tell the spirits that they have to stay there. Yeah. When I, I go in, I welcome the spirits to follow me, to walk with me, to talk with me, mm -hmm. anywhere and everywhere I go. I got one that follows me everywhere I go. I get out my dousing rods anywhere I'm at, and I'll ask, are you with me? And then cross them for yes, and those dousing rods will go, they'll cross right over. Wow. <laughs> That's mad. I will actually go. And I would sooner have a bunch of spirits walking with me than some of these crazy people that are walking the streets nowadays. Oh, yeah. This is it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. And people get, and, and people go, people get hostile with me when I do a, when I do a, uh, when I do a summoning, summoning, or I do a ritual. Mm -hmm. And I call up a, a spirit, I call up a demon like Belial or Lilith or, and they tell me I'm crazy. Well, you know what? I can call that demon into, into a circle. Yeah. And ask him whatever I need to ask and get my answers from him and release him, and I ain't going to worry about him setting me on fire when I'm walking down the street. No. <laughs> yeah, the, some of those some of those rituals are, uh, there's a lot goes into them, isn't there? There's a hell of a lot of things that go into these rituals, because I was reading up on some rituals a few months back, just, just out of curiosity, and I, I was surprised at how much um, energy and resources that they take to do it right, you know? Right, and it is. But if you do it right, it's quite rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I, mean, I, I made a mistake. I suffer, Sorry, go on, go on. I suffer from, I've got depression, anxiety, um, ADHD, PTSD, and I've got hypersensitivity. And I don't take meds anymore. No. Anymore. Because I get, I get all my help from the the spirits yeah because i mean there's a lot that goes into it but if you call one four four and as long it's it's a respect thing yeah you respect them they will respect you just like what you got in your house as long, as long as you respect that spirit that spirit will respect you too yeah i think maybe that's you know, why we haven't had really bad shit happen because we don't really anger it we don't you know we don't do anything disrespectful we you know at all right we let it we let and it that, coincide and, and you, you know it's like i tell people do do unto others as you want others to do unto you yeah and you'll be fine that's it treat treat people treat people with the same amount of respect you expect to be treated with and you won't have any problems and that goes all the way across the board, no matter what race. Yeah. Dead or alive. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Just be nice to, you know, just be nice in your outset on your, you know, whatever you're doing. Just treat people how you want to be treated. And I'm not doing the whole Bible I mean, thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't do the whole Bible thing either. No, no, no. <laughs> no, bit, that sounded like a Bible <laughs> A Bible verse, and it you know treat people how you want to be treated, and all that. No, I'm just meaning literally, you know, just 
be nice to people is, is a start, isn't it? I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite, um, what's the word? Not reclusive, but I'm kind of, I'm quite happy in my world with my wife and kids and, you know, a few hand-picked friends that have been there for a long time. Um, so this, right. so this lockdown and everything, that wasn't really hard for me because I'm quite, uh, I quite enjoy being distanced from the general public if that, <laughs> you know um, well yeah yeah and, uh, and i'm the same way i'm the same way i i basically basically was, i basically isolate myself away from the general public anyways because of my anxiety and stuff so it didn't bother me there but all i'm saying is if you're gonna pour gasoline on somebody and stick a match to them then, yeah then don't bitch somebody pours gasoline on you and set you on fire <laughs> yeah i know it's it's that simple <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, strange, crazy times, isn't it? Absolutely, you know, what would go through your head to do that? And regardless of how angry you are at the situation of the race wars and everything like that, and I get it, I, I totally understand it. Um, but pouring fire, you know, literally setting someone yeah. alight is just that's that that uh, I yeah I I can't. I can't even yeah. fathom what that person was thinking when they did that. Well, it, it certainly surpasses hate, doesn't it? And you know, I mean, I, I, there's something in there more than the intent because you throw a punch, you know, you throw a brick, you throw a stone, you've got to be severely unlucky that that lands on a temple or in a place where it's going to kill that person. You know, you, there are people that are severely right. unlucky that have hit hit someone in a fight and cause them to die they've fallen they've hit the head blah 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 that happens um but you take your chances we've all punched someone we've all been in fights we've all done stuff that you know could potentially right. really hurt someone but pouring fire <laughs> setting fire to someone there's not much going back from that is there really you know it's all right because he's got flame retardant clothes on you know everyone wears clothes that will go up, you know, people have hairspray on, people have wax, you know, all kinds of flammable substances yeah, on their clothes. Yeah, right. it's just a dangerous thing to do, really. Is I mean, I've, I've been in a lot of fights in the bars, when I was in, especially when I was in the military. You know, that's what, we, that's what we did on the weekend. We went and fought with the Marine Corps. Yeah. But when we were all done, we got up, we bought each other a beer, and we went on about our life, you know? Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. yeah but I mean, we didn't set each other on fire and stupid shit like that. No. There's no coming back. That's like getting in your no, car. That's like getting in your car and running someone down. There is no out there is no good outcome from that kind of aggression. It ain't like you can get out and pick them up and say you're sorry. No. And dust them off. No. I mean you just killed somebody for what? Rage. I mean, but but yeah. a anger anger is a really is a really scary um, force, and I know myself. I've been there. I'm, I've struggled with anger for years. Um, I was on. I was uh, security. Um, I've been a bouncer. You know, I've done all sorts of. Um, I did a little bit of like close protection for a little bit. I've never been in the in the armed forces, 
but I've always done sort of security based jobs, martial arts, I was kickboxing, a bit of Thai boxing, right. jujitsu. I've always yeah. been, I can handle myself for a small, a small in height. I've got like you know little man syndrome. I'm, I've got that Napoleon complex. Me, you know, like uh, there's. <laughs> well, I did. I did do. I mean, you know, like ten years ago, before I got a grip of it, I would I would attack first. You know, I always thought I was going to be attacked, right. so I attacked first. And and I and I was and I was that way too when I was in the military. But I never set nobody on nobody on fire. That just that that's beyond anger. That's a mental issue. Oh yeah. That's. I mean that. I mean I've. I used to have anger problems where I could black, I'd black out at the snap of a finger. I'd black out at the snap of a finger and go berserk. Mm-hmm. But, and not remember what I did, but I didn't never just walk up and shoot somebody or walk, walk up and set them on fire. That's a whole, that's, that's a whole different issue than ang- anger. It, I mean, it kind of make it kind of makes me laugh because it, not like that. I'm not laughing at the situation, but I was just thinking to myself then while you were talking to me, you were making me think of like, you know, when you've had a shitload to drink and like you, you've got too drunk and you, you say a load of shit or you do a load of shit. I don't mean aggression. I mean, you just, you're not you. You just, I don't know. You've had that one person that you've wanted to say something to for years, but you never do. And then you have a shitload of drink and you, overspill all this you know 10 years ago you called me an arsehole i think you're an arsehole and you the next morning when you wake up and you go oh what did i say what did i do you know and you have all that apologizing (laughs) yeah yeah i've done it many times at what point (laughs) at what point will that person come round from whatever's gone on and think i just poured fire over someone you know yeah or will they? Oh yeah, will they? And and when they and when if they do, how are they going to feel about it? I know. And on the other hand, the cops, the cops that have killed the guy who shot that last five times, and then that you know the guy that recently with the, the knee on his neck, you know, do they feel remorse? You know, do, I just yeah. I don't get how it. Do they, how do they feel? I, I I don't get it either. I just really don't get it. If I, I mean, if I heard the words, down. if I heard the words, I can't breathe, you're killing me, what point do you not release your knee off that person, you know? Well, I, I don't understand. I, I, I don't either. I don't either. I would have let him go right away. But just, he was saying that and he had three, there was three of them on him. I know, not, I saw. One of them thought to get... He was he was handcuffed. He was on the ground handcuffed. Not one of them thought to get off of him. He's yelling, "I can't breathe! You're killing me!" I actually and thought not one. I thought they'd stopped handcuffing behind the back. I thought that was illegal now. No. That's no. crazy. Because that that restricts your what's, airways what's anyway, doesn't it? If your arms are pulled behind your back and you're laid down on your front, a little bit. Yeah. Right, and that's why they used. I mean, but once somebody's in handcuffs, laying on the ground, they're not a threat no more. When did the this... worst they can do it? Sorry, go on. I keep cutting you off. <laughs> That's why. When once they're on the ground like that and cuffed, the only thing they can do is kick and scream. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you, Why would you sit on them for eight minutes 
but where did that training come from? Where did the knee on the neck shit start? You know, back when I, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like a chokehold. Back when I was, uh, I grew up in Compton, California, Paramount. I grew up in Watts, places like that. Yeah. Uh, back in those days, they used to use a chokehold. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they quit use. They outlawed the chokehold because they were killing people with it. Mm-hmm. Well, the knee on the throat is basically the same thing. Yeah. Actually, it is the same thing, except for instead of having your arms wrapped around them and locked around their throat and squeezing off the airway, you've got your knee, your knee on them. Which you can, you, you, them, yeah, you can, you can exceed a, a lot more pressure with your kneecap, can't you? Yeah, a 200 pound man sitting on you with his knee on your throat, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I'm really surprised they didn't break his neck, too. I just don't. I just, I mean, I, it I, goes. I just watched it in absolute, and I don't even know why I watched it. I, I don't know what enticed me after reading and hearing. You know, I, I just kind of had to see it for myself, I guess. You know, I just had to witness. And I just... I just don't know. I just, oh. It's just... One of them situations well, where... I, all I'm going to say about it is I lived in that state for 15 years. Yeah. I just come down to Georgia a year ago for the reasons for reasons like that. They make up the law as they go up there. Yeah. They make it up as they go. And they really don't care. Uh, no, I've seen that. Seen that with my own eyes. So let's get oh. off this subject a little bit. Tell me about how you got into paranormal investigation. What started that off for you? Um been doing it well i just now started making it public i've been doing it all my life i've always been attracted to graveyard mm-hmm. i don't know call me creepy call me foolish call me whatever but i've always had a fascination with graveyards okay um my dad passed away uh, my grand when my grandmother passed and i've always been hy- hypersensitive when my grandmother died i was 15 years old i was probably uh uh, 80 miles away from the hospital out in the middle of the alfalfa field and my nose never bleeds all of a okay. sudden I get my, my nose just gushes all down the front of me I mean just covered me in blood wow I looked at my dad and I, I looked at my dad clear as to be and I said grandma just died he goes looked at me whatever about oh, a minute later his phone rings it was a hospital you need to come down here now so we drove to Palmdale California yeah and sure enough Grandma had died right when my nose started bleeding. Weird. Um, grandma, grandma's with me all the time. I see her all the time. She's one of the that follows me around. Uh, 2003, when my dad passed away, um, he was a truck driver. I used to ride. I grew up in a truck with him in the semi. Um, um, I was driving truck for a while after he passed away, and I'd be driving in the middle of the night. I'd look over, and he'd be sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. Out the corner of my eye, I'd be driving, and I kept something out the corner of my eye. I look over, he'd be gone. But I'd drive a little bit longer, and all of a sudden, out the corner of my eye, I'd see him. Yeah. And oh, I've always been fascinated with it. I've always done it. Yeah. Um, I just recently started. I just recently decided I'd go public with it. Um, but I can go to the graveyard. I've done it all my life. I'll go to a graveyard, and 
I see spirits all the time. I mean, I can feel them. I see them. I've been touched. I've tried the taunting. I don't suggest that because I've been scratched. I've been bit. I've been pushed. I've been kicked. I've been pinched. Mm. <laughs> it's funny. You get in there and you it's funny, you know, like I was telling you about my house earlier before we started the um, interview. Um, I had a random bruise appear on my, and I don't bruise easily at all, uh, on my leg, on the inside of my, of my left leg, just below my kneecap, on the inside of my calf, like a real purpley yellow, pre- you know, like a pressure's been applied to my leg. And, I, and I'm thinking, well, I don't remember hurting my leg, I don't remember banging it, and I mean it was a significant bruise, you know, like probably two fist size down my leg um, only a couple of days ago anyway it's, it's gone off and I was putting some shorts on yesterday or the day before because it was warm weather and it actually looks like a bite, you can see teeth marks in my leg <laughs> yeah? yeah, it's really strange, like I can see <laughs> I can see a bottom, like a bottom uh, sorry, a top jaw I can see front teeth, I can see teeth at the side, on both sides. And it's it's definitely teeth. Weird. I don't remember getting bitten. <laughs> no, but yeah. I, bet, I bet the spirit remembers. I bet, I bet, but I bet you the spirit remembers biting you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weird, though. If it isn't teeth, it really looks like teeth. <laughs> I, I mean, ever since I, can, since I can remember, I've always played with Ouija boards. Um... Yeah. My ex-wife, I had a Ouija board. I was playing with one night, and the placket moved by itself. Okay. Well, the ex-wife freaked out. You got to get rid of it. Okay. Well, get rid of it then. Yeah. She takes it out. She takes it out of the closet. She takes it out. She puts it in the garbage can. Watches the garbage truck pick up the garbage and leave. I come home from work that night, I go in the closet, I said, I thought you were going to get rid of the Ouija board. I did, I threw it away. I said, well, why is it in the closet? That's weird. What? <laughs> it was, it, yeah, it was back in the closet. Yeah, that's like Annabelle Tried. shit, isn't it? Annabelle shit, get rid of her and she uh-huh. comes back. Yeah. Yeah, well, she tried burning it. That didn't work. So finally, I took it, I took it and gave it to a friend of mine. And... He put it in his closet, and um, I went back over to his house about a week later. I said, I want to borrow the Ouija board. He goes to his closet and gets it. You get it, and it's not in his closet. He goes, did you take it? I said, no, I gave it to you. You put it in the closet. Well, we were messing. I said, well, if you find it, let me know. I want to use it. I got to go get some. I want to go get the beer out of the trunk. I go to the trunk of my car, open up the trunk of my car, and it's sitting on top of a case of beer. Wow. Huh. So at that point in time, I... I kept it and hit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't and blame you. <laughs> and I hit it. But um, when it comes to the spirits, like I said, most people, I don't sage my temple. Um, I am 100% left-hand path practitioner. Black magic all the way. Mm-hmm. So you're... Um, I do. Have you ever watched that... Um... I'm going to say his name completely wrong. Kyoting. Ke- Ke- is it Ke- 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I. He he is 
very good, very real, and very powerful. I watch him a lot. There's yeah, him. What's it called? Uh, something like a living god. Become a living god or something, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Become a living god. Yeah. His teachings are very real. His teachings are very real. Oh, very good. Um, he is a very powerful black magic, black mage. Um, J.S. Garrett, he's another one. Is a very powerful black, black mage. Yeah, I've I've, I've uh, seen a little bit of of his stuff. Um, he's on YouTube as well, isn't he? If you, yeah, and if you go on to uh, uh, if you go on to become a living god, mm-hmm. and um, Orly Stewart. Orly Stewart, she is. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's magnificent too, and yeah. that's the same stuff. Um. Yeah, I've got a couple of books on Kindle yeah. from um, Become a Living God. I've got the um, the Vu Down uh, book that he did. Is it? Um, can't think of what it's called. Drawing a blank. Grasshopper. I can't think of it right now. Grasshopper and the Butterfly but yeah. or something like that. Um, and I've bought, yeah. yeah, I bought a couple uh, of others. I've not got around to reading them because at the minute I'm kind of halfway through the uh, Necromonicon and and the Satanic Bible at the minute, so I'm just kind of like having a look at them. At the are, moment. Uh, you're you're re- you're re- so you're reading about necromancy? Yeah, just out of curiosity, really, and just uh, I like to I like to put my uh, mind into everything, so yeah. Because I practice it. I'm really, um, I'm really drawn to voodoo. Um, I always have been. Um, I like the whole idea of, of voodoo magic. I'm not saying that I'd ever practice it. I'm, you've got, I'm, you've got the, uh, um, have you heard of uh, Dante? I can't think of his last name right now. Um, he, he's on, he did a book out that um, EA Coetting on Become a Living God promoted, put together and promoted with him. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That book. I think I've got it, yeah. That book is, is the rituals, that book contains everything that was never supposed to be released to the public. Right. That, that, that book is what I do. That's what Dante does. But you got to remember when you start doing stuff that the dead will follow you everywhere you go. They will drive you crazy. Mm. Um, and this is why I will probably never have anybody ever want to shoot with me or do videos with with me in a cemetery. Because when I walk into a cemetery, the first thing I do is I'll start tapping a stick on the ground. Yeah. And letting the spirits know that I'm there. And I actually start calling them to me. Yeah. I just clear my mind and start calling them to me. And I allow them to follow me out of the cemetery. I I allow them to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, guess there'd be no no reason for you doing what you're doing if you weren't going to, you know? Like, that's the one thing I've... I never quite understood on what you broached on earlier, which was like the, you know, Jesus cover me in a white light and protect me and, and all this. And it's like, I mean, I have read the Bible, not all of it. I've read enough to, to see, you know, to take in information. And I'm pretty sure it sort of says in there, do not 
dabble with spirits you know do not go do not do it <laughs> so how you can stand there and say it's okay because i'm covered in jesus's white light and you know all this protection and gatekeepers and spiritual circles and all this sort of stuff and it's like what's the point if, if you're going to go into something you might as well you know like you said do the demonology or or the voodoo or the black magic because you're going to get the most results i would imagine well, you know, they pray, you know, and there are some great YouTubers out there, some great, I mean, some of them, I mean, are the ones that got me to actually, inspired me to start doing videos and stuff, but yeah. you can't go in there and say, I'm protected by Jesus, you can't go in there pretending I'm protected by Jesus, throwing holy water around and stuff, and then expect to, to get anything from it. No. No. Um, I have read the Bible cover to cover, probably two or three times. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, it makes no sense, it makes no sense to me. No, it makes no sense. What's I read this. I mean, it it's 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 not factual. It's stories. Yeah. Okay. Um. Because if you want to go, if you want to get into something like that, have you ever heard of Lilith? She's a demon. yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah. Lily Lilith is actually the first wife of Adam. All right, I have heard this. Yeah, Adam, Adam, Eve, Eve wasn't his first wife. Lilith was, and when Lilith was created, Adam and Eve were created equal, equal yeah. parts. They both had the same. They were a hundred percent equal, but Adam, overbearing, controlling, it was an overbearing, controlling freak, and she didn't like it, so she left the Garden of Eden. Right. So along come. And Lois has been marked as the, the the stealer and killer of babies. All right. She's not the, not the stealer and killer of babies. She came back to the guard and saw Eve with a baby. And Lois could not have children. So she was jealous. So she took the baby. But the baby became ill. And she returned the baby. But by the time she got the baby returned to Eve, it had died. Right. So they, they marked Lilith as a demon and the killer of babies, when actually she's, she's not. She just wanted equality. They were both created with equality, and that's all she wanted. Yeah. And and now she's, you know, you got the nine the nine demonic gatekeepers. There's nine, nine demonic gatekeepers. Okay. Um, I, I, I've worked with, I see, I've done work with Belial, I've done path working with Belial, Lucifer, Satan, and I've had nothing bad from it. No. I've, I seen, mean, I've seen that on a few of the videos on YouTube where they've said it's, you know, um, there's a, a woman, I, I only watched a few of hers, I can't remember her name, but she does a hell of a lot of um, path working with Lucifer, and she's got like, about 20, 20 to 25 videos on on working with Lucifer um, and sort of saying, you know, she's had nothing with, but like, uh, you know, good interactions and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of impartial. Like I say, I just open my mind to a lot of stuff. I don't sort of say I disbelieve or I believe or I can't say I disbelieve something until I've tried something myself, you know? Right. And, the other, the other mistake that people make is 
everybody says Lucifer was cast out of heaven, right? Mm-hmm. He was. If the truth story being told, he wasn't cast out of heaven. He was asked to come to earth. He was asked by God to come to earth because who is the church's number one maker of money? Yeah. Without Lucifer, without Satan, without Satan, the church would have no power. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay? If you want people, it, it's, it's a fear tactic. Well, really, I suppose what, you, what you're talking about there is, is they created sin, didn't they? Really. The whole aspect of yeah. sin is without, right. without us being sinful, in their opinion, sinful creatures, there would be no houses of God. There would be no God and there would be no money right. or no, you know, no uh, tithing, no, none of that. Because people tithe because they've sinned or, you know, they feel like they need to do something or they go to church because they've sinned. Really, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a bunch of people that are doing shit on a weekend, you know, on a Friday and Saturday and then, and they, and then go well, to church Monday on Sunday. Saturday. Yeah. Monday and Monday through Saturday, they're drinking and going to whorehouses and going here and doing this and gambling, and then they go to church on Sunday and ask for forgiveness. Yeah. 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 Um. Really? I mean, come I on, guys. <laughs> but the Catholics have it. The Catholics have it better, don't they? Because you have to have original sin. I mean, that must be really hard. <laughs> sat, well, sat there thinking up you, an original sin. What can I do? I know. I'm going to hit the dog with a banjo. You're <laughs> You're born into sin, so I mean, because consummation is a sin. Yeah. Having sex is a sin. Yeah. Well, in order to be born, parents have got to have sex, so they had sex, so they committed a sin, so you're born a sinner. Yeah. How do you get anywhere when you're born down one point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It just. Yeah, you can just you can and, really see it from if you really see it from an outside point of view, you're basically born into. Yeah into slavery aren't you really from the minute you're born it's like they impact this imposing you've done something wrong you know <laughs> you're wrong you, and, and they become sheep and yeah sheep get hurt i mean it's how many people can you name one person off the top of your head that you know that has not has not broken one of the ten commandments come on really yeah the ten commandments were set the ten commandments were written to set you up for failure yeah yeah, they are, yeah. I like to okay. believe there's 11 commandments. I think the 11th commandment is don't get caught. You can break all 1 to 10 as long as you don't break 11. If you don't get caught... And as long as you go to confession and show up in church on Sunday and ask for forgiveness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. If you do get caught doing number 11, you get caught, you just go and ask for forgiveness, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you can just imagine no. it. You can imagine a Catholic priest, can't you, being like, you know, because of all the original sin and, you know, confession and someone's like, look, I've, uh, I've murdered someone. And he's nearly on the other side going, so have I. <laughs> you know, tell me well, something and, new. And you got you to look at you got to look at this, too. To sit there and tell me that God is not a vengeful God. How can yeah. you explain when he on top of Mount Olympus, when he gave Moses the Ten Commandments and told Moses to return back down the mountain? And to kill all the non-believers. I know. Yeah. Hey, well, Moses didn't, didn't want to do it, so he hired it out. <laughs> yep. Okay, if that's not vengeful, if that's not vengeful, then I don't know what is. I mean, yeah. 
either believe believe in me or die. I mean, well, this is it. Isn't I it? mean, it just it, it's fire, like, fire well, and brimstone, fire and brimstone. That was the way they needed to control the population at that time. So you needed you needed a test. Right. Yeah, you needed a testament of a god of fire of brimstone, a, a god that was going to come down and wipe you the fuck out if you didn't do what he agreed with. And that went on for hundreds of years. And many, yep. many, 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 many religious wars and religious massacres, really. The uh, Templars just massacred. They're still in Southeast Asia, Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, all of them, that ain't nothing but a religious war. It will always be a religious war, and it will never be won because it's a religious war. Yep. And it's like, it's like you know, people going about, they go to Jerusalem, and it's like, Get real. Jerusalem has been knocked down and rebuilt under so many different fucking religions over the last thousand years. There is not one ounce of that place that is holy. There is, there's more blood in the stone of Jerusalem than anywhere else on this planet, I would imagine. And that's right. And and if and if anybody ever wants, and the only way we'll ever find out the real truth about it. Is if they ever, oh, you know, you got Vatican City, a city, a city within a city. Yeah. How the hell does that work? I don't know. You know, know. know, that's why, that's why the catacombs Mm -hmm. in in the Vatican City are under 24 hour guard and nobody can get in there. There's been people that have gotten in there, but they're allowed to take a piece of paper, a pencil, one document, five minutes, they can copy down, copy down, what they can copy down, and they got to leave. Yeah. Because if they ever, if they ever, Open up the catacombs in Vatican City to public eyes. Mm-hmm. It'll blow their whole shit. It'll blow, it'll blow all their shit, all their shit right out of the water. They, the truth will be known. Why? What do you think's in that? <laughs> the truth of what's going on. The Bible ain't nothing but a bunch of stories. Oh yeah, like you I know said, that. All the blood that's been spilt. All I the blood that. that's been spilt. Yep. All the stuff that's been taken. All, all the excerpts and everything has been like the story of Lilith, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. All the stuff that has been taken out of the Bible, all oh, the yeah. stuff that, that really has been noted, have over the years. They the Bible is just made of what they pick and choose from. Oh, I know, yeah. I mean, they even took they took um, oh. the female writings out because it was given to like ten Catholic priests, wasn't it, or something like that, who were to choose what yeah. books what books went into making the Bible. And I think the only, I think there's only one woman. Right. There's only one woman in there, isn't there? One woman author. Um, but yeah. Y- yeah, they took basically all the females out. They took. Now get this. If if I've got this correct, I believe they found some scrolls about ten or something years ago, and one of them was the Gospel of Saint Thomas, which is apparently, by all accounts, a name that Jesus used. So you're telling me if I was a, a a person that believed you are telling me you found a scripture that was wrote by Jesus himself and you haven't put it in the Bible. I just don't understand that whatsoever. And that's the stuff. And that's the stuff that is in the catacombs. Yeah. That they don't, that they don't want nobody to see. Okay. It's like you got Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Mm hmm. Okay, 
they were at back in them days at that they were at the age where by that time hell but at 15 years of age you were married right yeah okay mary mary magdalene was attached to jesus at the hip yeah she was supposed to be she was the one that was one that was there when he was crucified she was the one there that saw him rise mm-hmm. okay and yeah. john ran her out he got crucified he ran her out of yeah. town yeah as close as Jesus was to Mary Magdalene, what do you honestly think the chances are that when they ran her out of town that she could have possibly been pregnant oh, by yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, their child, he was crucified, reborn, to join God. Okay, you're going to tell me that the bloodline only consisted of one person? Yeah. It didn't expand beyond that? Yeah. I, don't be- no. I don't believe that. No, like like I say, I don't I don't entertain nope. I, I don't entertain the religious side of it whatsoever. I don't think you know any. In my, it's only me. I'm never really believed in God or Jesus or any of that. So, but I believe there was someone called Jesus, you know, and I think maybe this guy ate a lot of mushrooms and walked around telling people really groovy shit. You know, like hey, be nice to people. <laughs> you know. No, but you could you could imagine in a time we're talking about time with like we said a lot of biblical wars and 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 they're still going now. And then you've got this sort of random hippie that's walking around telling people to love each other and you know it would have stuck out, wouldn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. You think? I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, it would have. Yeah. That's like yeah, become a living God. He'll yeah. tell you. Satanists, we don't we don't worship any one deity. No. I don't believe in Satan. Well, Satan or worship any one deity. No. I am God. I am the God. I worship myself. Yeah. We are all gods. Hey, and, yeah. and I worship myself. Yes. And I pull 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 left hand path. I pull left hand path. Yeah. And. I do necromancy and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's just the stuff like that that I know is in the catacombs that, that if it ever got out, it would just, it would really ruin it for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it would take away, I think it would take away the old, uh, if you don't do as I tell you to do, God's going to spite you out of the picture. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, t- I was talking about this recently with, a, with, with a friend of mine. And uh, we were talking about the whole, you know, um, the whole sort of the thing that is instilled in you from birth. Even these people I've known, I I know and have known people that have claimed to be atheists and then still will not renounce God. They will not say, I do not believe in God. They won't say they believe in God. They just stay quiet on the matter. And when I've got into conversations with them about it, I've said, how come, you know, not in an interrogative way or aggressive, just just me and them, you know, how comes you won't ever say that? And, and their answer has been, in case I'm wrong, you know, in case he does right. exist and then I'm going to be punished, well, I won't go to heaven. And it's like, well, then you're not, an a- in my opinion, you're not, you're not an atheist, you know? 
Well, you, it's like I have, I've had people tell me that they're Christian atheists. I'm yeah. a Christian atheist. I don't understand that. Okay, you're an oxymoron. You're yeah. an oxymoron because you cannot be Christian and an atheist. Atheists do not believe in God or heaven or Satan or hell. No. You, and to sit there and say, well, just in case I'm wrong, well, wow. That's just, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. That's the problem though now, isn't it? It's just people are so, so controlled and so, and, and that's been from being children, especially like in this country. I don't know what it's like in the States, but we're literally at like four or five years old. You're, you're in a, what they call an assembly and you're singing fucking Kumbaya. You don't even know what Kumbaya means, you know? Right, right, right. Uh, well, I live in the Bible. I'm in Georgia. I live in the Bible world, and it's that way down here. I'm, I mean, um, I mean, I get, I get to some of the strangest looks when people get close enough to see. I got a pentagram I wear around my, on my neck, mm-hmm. which is an upside down pentagram with the goat head on it. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. The symbol of Satan. Yeah. And, and I wear an upside down pentagram ring, and I've had people look at me like, oh my god. I mean. They, uh, wait, uh, I've had a couple look like they were going to get ready to throw holy water on me or something. Yeah, 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 no, I can imagine. Why do they call it the Bible Belt? The Bible Belt, because of all the churches, it right. runs from, uh, it runs down to the Midwest. Um, downtown Savannah has uh, probably 20 I have at least 20 churches. Wow. And we're talking cathedrals. We're talking cathedrals. Yeah. And some of these churches are just amazing. And Catholic churches, um, they're called the Bible Belt because there's basically a church on every corner. Wow. We got churches in strip malls. We got churches in strip, you know, we got churches in strip malls. We got churches in houses. We got cathedrals. We got you name it, we got it. And it's on just, on just about every corner. You take off walking, you walk a mile, you're going to pass at least two churches. That's crazy. And some of these churches are cracking me up because they're brand new church, churches. I mean, there's one church over here that can't be, what, more than two years old? And they, they just added a whole new wing to the damn thing. Wow. And on that road alone, there's one, two, three churches within a mile. That's crazy. <laughs> Why do you need so many churches? Are they all different um, faith denominations yeah. as well? You got, you got, um, we got Catholic, Christian, um, Jehovah Witness. Um, what was that one? Baptist. Um, you name it, we got it. Yeah. Um, I don't. We got sex of. Go on. We got different branches. We got different branches. We got the Christian church, and we got its different different branches. Then we got the Catholic churches, and its different branches. And then, yeah, you name it, it's crazy. They're everywhere. Yeah, you have some strange uh, um, categories in the whole Catholic uh, religion, don't you? You've got like Opius Day, and they're, they're the ones that fucking wear barbed wire garters and whip themselves with barbed wire well, on and. And I'll kid this, I was born Roman Catholic. 
Yeah. I was born Roman Catholic, and that lasted until I was about five years old. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, no, nah, I don't think so. No. Um, no. I tried to uh, – my dad tried to send me to a uh, Catholic school when I was in junior high in California. Mm-hmm. Not That didn't last about a week. <laughs> I went back yeah. to regular school. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad was full-blown Northern Irish, so he was – he was Catholic and a drinker, so we had quite a quite a strict upbringing while he was there, and then he'd sort of disappear for years on end on on a drinking sort of bender, and <laughs> you know everything went back to normality, and then he'd come back, and it would all be that crap again. So yeah, I kind of understand a bit about Catholicism, but yeah, that that's crazy, man. Twenty churches in just sort of one area or more than that, and just churches everywhere with different. There, yeah. Different. And it's that, and it's that way in Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, um, wow. Alabama. Alabama is bad for uh, Alabama. Yeah. Activists and stuff like that. Um, Arkansas, Missouri. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, there's just a, there's a line of states through the middle of the United States. It's called the Bible Belt. And it's just for that reason. And I mean, for me to be who I am, I'm in the wrong area. But uh, I just, I don't care. Well, I mean, I am, who, I, I am who I am, and I'm not changing for nobody. It must be good for business for you, though. All those cemeteries. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, <laughs> like I said, um, Laurel Cemetery or Colonial Park Cemetery is six acres. And when you look it up, it's six and a half acres, and there's over 10,000 bodies there. It was during the yellow fever. So when they decided to cordon it off, the six acres off, fence it off, all the graves that were on the outside of that fence, like I said, they just moved the headstones in, leaned them up against the wall, and they just paved over the top of everybody. Yeah. On the uh, on the outside, actually, not on the outside of the graveyard, on the one side, there's a play area. Right. That's built on top of the graves of slaves. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, people always people always give me and a couple of the other um, that go graveyards, you know, they're always giving us a hard time about walking on graves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of hard not to walk on a grave when they built a friggin' playground on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit disrespectful, isn't it, that one? Over it. Yeah. You know, in downtown Savannah, in downtown Savannah, anywhere you walk, you are most likely walking on graves, and that's why there are so many haunted places in downtown Savannah. Yeah. It's because these places are built on top of graves. They just moved the headstones, played down the brick, and built the place. Wow, that's crazy. Sounds awesome though, as well. Um, we've like... got probably <laughs> we've got probably twenty to twenty-five squares. What they call squares are like, like parks in downtown Savannah with monuments. Yeah. And these squares are full of bodies. These park areas with these monuments in them, the monuments are are tombstones over a grave, and there's graves around them. So when you're playing in the park, walking through the park, walking around downtown Savannah, Savannah no matter what you're doing, you're walking on a grave. You can guarantee your ass you're walking on a grave. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? Because they are, they are, well, for me, it's not. No, I don't mean like that. I mean, it's just scary that there's so many over, uh, 
you know, overbuilt areas on top of graves, on top of graves, on top of graves. It's just, it's quite, yeah. it's so disrespectful. Yeah. And, and it's just, and, yeah. and it's called human expansion, you know, and a lot of them were, a lot of them died during the yellow fever. Yeah. The cemetery I'm getting ready to go shoot, the cemetery, cemetery I'm going to get ready, I'm getting ready to go shoot, I'm going to probably go shoot part of it tomorrow. Yeah. Laurel Cemetery, it has, it has 1,500, right about 1,500 uh, Confederate soldiers in it. Right. From uh, the, uh, and they're all from um, the Gettysburg Battle. Yeah. There's people buried in there from the Spanish-American War. And it's got, it's got two areas in it that are even really hard for me because they're called Babyland. Oh, yeah. And, and they're pretty good-sized areas. There's two different sections, and the sign literally says Babyland, and, it, and it's nothing but just row after row after row after row of tombstones, My God. of plaques, plaques, and they're all children, and it's all children. Yeah, that's... They're anywhere from birth to a couple years old, I mean, and I mean, even for me, that, you know, it's really hard. I mean, um, they've got one section there that's nothing but a, a military section for the Civil War. And when me and my brother walked into that section, it was like, I walked into it. Now, well, I guess I wasn't prepared, but there's there's a spirit there who's got a little bit of an attitude, I think, because it felt like somebody grabbed me by my throat. Mm. And I couldn't stop coughing. I mean, right. I, a lot, it was like something was cut my hair. So... When I go back to shoot, I'm going to have to have a little talk with that gentleman and see what the problem is because I didn't do nothing to disrespect him. I just walked in and was reading tombstones. Yeah. And this spirit grabbed, and this spirit grabbed the hold of me. And, and uh, yeah. It's also got a whole, it's also got a whole section of Freemasons buried in there. All right. Also, where all, where all the Freemasons are buried. Um, I come from a long line of Freemasons too, so. Right. Um, so yeah, it ought to be an interesting shoot. Mm. And then um, I'm going to try to uh, get permission. If they lock it at five o'clock, I'm going to try to get permission to go in there and do a night shoot, spend the night in there. I want to spend the night in the cemetery, so. Yeah, so that's, that's my other favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Most people like going to Disneyland. But I like spending the night in cemeteries. I okay. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. I hope you get the permission. Who would you have to see for that then? Is that like the church keeper or someone? I just call the uh, keepers of the cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that they lock these things and up. And let them know what I'm doing. Well, they... Well, I know Colonial Park, they lock it up because there's been voodoo rituals done in there. Right. And there has been above ground above ground crypts broke into right for human bone okay to uh and uh bones and skulls have been removed from the crypts yeah so that's why they that's why they lock them up in. yeah that makes sense so, yeah yeah here it's just people vandalizing the headstones they'll you know they'll nick it for the there's the a mar- lot of that too the marble or you know do you know what i mean they'll, they'll break a headstone to go and sell it to someone for the yeah it's fucking stupid yeah, yeah, I mean, it is stupid. I mean, and like I tell people, the old saying is, the dead walk among, mm-hmm. walk amongst the dead. And yeah. I believe it real hardly. 
when you walk amongst the dead, they are everywhere. Oh yeah. Um, don't disrespect them because you will not like the outcome. No. I was just I was watching on uh, Travel Channel the other night story about some kids that they went into a graveyard and yeah. the one kid decided he was going to urinate. He was going to go urinate on a grace a head marker. Yeah. A marker. Right after they did that, they started hearing all kinds of weird noises, and uh, they didn't know what was going on. They were trying to get out, and all of a sudden, they saw this full apparition. Okay. Looked like a human. Big, big. Six foot, seven foot tall, like you saw coming up to your door. Yeah, yeah. Well, they panicked. They took off. They jumped in the car, and they went home. Yeah. Well, that night, the next day, the kid woke up. He woke up. He woke up. It felt like he was laying in bed. It felt like somebody grabbing by his throat was choking him. Wow. Well, when he woke up the next morning, when he woke up this morning, he had great big old gouges across his chest, scratch marks across his chest, and an X, and down both sides of his throat. He was ripped all the shit. Wow. Yeah, they got. Uh, I ended up calling a priest. They ended up calling a priest in to do an exorcism. Well, what happened is he went over and urinated in the headstone. So the spirits of the graveyard called upon a demon to do their bidding. And the demon went home with him. <laughs> the spirits can call up demons just like I, I can. But yeah. a whole hell of a lot quicker and a whole hell of a lot faster. Oh yeah. They get a lot better they get a lot better response time than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've well, got they've got better Wi Fi. <laughs> yeah, they they're, they're linked in there in there a little bit deeper, a little bit solider than I am. Yeah. Don't go into a graveyard. Don't disrespect don't disrespect it. Don't walk on. I mean, don't walk on graves. Don't you know? Don't piss on headstones and don't disrespect the dead, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. If you start disrespecting them, well, then you know, yeah, bad things can happen to you. Oh yeah. Anything, anything you, anything you put out in there, out into anything you put out will come back to you tenfold over. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, don't, don't, don't put anything out into the universe that you don't want coming back on you because. And that's why I use that old saying, do on others, you want others to do on you. Don't go piss on somebody if you don't want them to piss on you. Yeah, absolutely. So you yeah. say you're going to go shoot your video tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to try to go shoot tomorrow. i got to go donate plasma in the morning, and then I'm going to try to get over there and do my first shoot. It's a it's a large video. I'm gonna, it's a large – like I said, it's a pretty large cemetery. I'm going to have to do it probably three or four over there. So I'll be dropping three or four videos on it. And then, um, if I can get in there at night, I'm going to try, try to get in there at night. But um, we went over there and just, after I did, I did my shoot at Colonial, we went and found Laurel and we just walked around it for a little bit. And uh, my brother's kind of the same way. He can feel things too. And uh, we got out of the truck and just started, started walking around. And yeah, there's, there's, there's quite a bit there. Good. Yeah. And I uh, saw some movement, so. Look forward I mean, to seeing to uh, some videos from some, you. Yeah, I'll be getting them up most definitely. Yeah, I definitely but, look, um, look forward to watching. Uh, I used to enjoy watching uh, Ghost Adventures, but I find that I find Zach Bagans really annoying, to be honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of yeah, he can. Can be a time. He can be pretty pretentious at times. He's got worse. Um, he's just like he used to be. He used to be quite cool. Not no, I don't know. 
not cool, but I could I could kind of deal with him. But it just seems to have got really. I don't know. It's more focusing. Oh, more focused. What cracks me up about you? Go on. Sorry. This. The other thing that really cracks me up about these guys is they go in. You watch them on TV. Yeah. They go into a haunted prison. They go into these insane asylums or these prisons and all this other stuff. And yeah. they're looking for these spirits and these look, looking for these demons. Well, then when something comes up and makes itself known, known they run and they scream. Oh, no, yeah. Well, they, the spirits and the demons will feed off of fear. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, don't go, you know, or they go in, and they go in, and they, they start taunting the demon, or they start taunting the spirit. Mm-hmm. Come on, touch me, touch me, huh? You're a plus, you're this, you're that, you're that, da, 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 Well, then when the demon reaches out and slaps them, oh, no. they freak out and run. Yeah, they don't like it, Well, do you they? went in there and called, you know, they go in there, you went in there and you called him names, and you told him he was this, and you told him he was that, and you told him he wasn't real. Yeah. Well, when he makes makes present, it's real. You run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's kind of why we just sort of, even the kids are just like, no, he's such a douche, you know. Like, and then he's like, pretending he's like, <laughs> he pretends he's got this. I don't know what's going on, Aaron, but I could like totally cave your head in right now, and I'm I'm so angry. I'm such a hard man, and it's like. You know, it's just like, sharp. <laughs> you, you couldn't hurt a flea. It well, just, he's I, always angry. He's always I, angry. I, I, can't, it, um, I can't remember the name of the show, but have you seen the one that Ozzy Osbourne's son's doing? Oh, no, I haven't, actually. No. I need to find he's that. Got one, he's got, got one, on, one on TLC, too. Um, um, and um, he's doing it, too. Doing paranormal investigations now too. I bet that's quite good actually. So, yeah, they had a they one last night. They did a, a did they did a watch view last night. You know where? Um, yeah. They did the video and then Ozzy and his mom and dad were sitting on the couch and I mean I love Ozzy and I Ozzy's yeah. one of my heroes and 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 they're talking about getting Shanghai and Ozzy's like yeah. Shanghai, that's where they drug them and drag them onto ships and haul them off. <laughs> and then I was like, well, what do they do if they don't recover from the drugs? He's like, well, they just throw them in the river or in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, he's doing one too now. He's good. I, I, I like I like watching his, his show. Yeah, I'll have to find that. I'll have to give that a watch. Yeah, Jack Osborne, isn't it? That's what he's called. Yeah. yeah. Jack Osborne's doing it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to look into that, yeah. And, um, I yeah. can't remember. But yeah, I know it's on, over here, it's on TLS, or on the Travel Channel, so. Yeah. It's on the Travel Channel over here, so. I'll find it. I'll, but yeah, he's pretty good. I'll find it somewhere. Yeah, yeah he's doing one too now. Cool. But, um, I'll be definitely doing a lot more Walking with the Dead and putting some more videos out. Um, That'll be good. I'm try, I'd like to get some of these other, I'd like to get some of these other YouTubers, but, you know, like I said, they want to sage and do a prayer through holy water, and I don't do that. No. I go in and, I mean, I want, and I don't care if the spirits follow me home. I mean, I do 
I mean, I do rituals. I call upon demons all the time. I mean, it ain't like my house is uh, spirit-free at any given point in time. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Uh, maybe <laughs> just stay the way you are. Do it your own way. You don't need anybody else. You just keep doing your thing and just, you know, broadcast. Well, it's like the house that me and my brother do. My brother, brother me. I was when I come down here. I was living with my brother in. Yeah. He uh, living in his trailer, and his computer kept turning on. So I asked him. I said, uh, "Anything about this house?" He said, "Well, apparently the lady there was a lady that lived in the house, and she died in the house." Okay. So he's in the shower. One night, he's in the shower one night, and his bedroom. I'm in the front room, and all of a sudden he yelled. Turn the light back on. What do you mean, turn the light back on? <laughs> the bedroom light went off. She, she shut the. I know it was her. She shut. The, she shut the lights off on. Yeah. I was taking a shower. <laughs> so. It's about right. And uh, I told my dad, "You shut your damn light off." <laughs> <laughs> but I'll turn, I'll turn it back on for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's comical, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, you know, and and she wasn't bad. She do stuff like uh, turn off the uh, the the Roku or um, reset the Roku box or turn his lap or desktop on. She liked turning the desktop on. We'd be sitting there and, and our chairs or something. The computer turn on. I'd be like, "You supposed you supposed to do something on the computer?" <laughs> He's like, "Apparently, I guess." <laughs> But I have a, it's like I have my desk, I have a, I have a rock that's got a ruin, it's got a ruin R written on it, it's a ruin rock with an R, yeah, an R on it, that I was, I was drawn to at, and I picked up at a cemetery, mm-hmm. and it picks up all of my, all of my tools, everything, my EM, my K2 meter, everything pegs anytime I get around that rock, and it sits on my desk, okay, and there's a spirit, and there's a spirit attached to that, and He's always. I'm not, I haven't figured, figured out what spirit is or what, but yeah, I keep it on my desk because yeah, well, why not? Um, and uh, did you turn the heat? Did you turn this up to uh, like down to uh, were you about this morning? Did you turn this down at all? Well. I got up this morning freezing my butt off after my brother went to work. The air conditioner was turned all the way down to 60. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, it was all the way down on 60 this morning. I woke up, woke up freezing my butt off. Someone's telling you something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like get my ass out of bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I've been doing it all my life. I've been drawn. I've been drawn to cemeteries and stuff all my life. Um, and when I tell people, well, I see dead people, they look at me like I'm nuts. So I just do it by myself. Yeah, that's probably the way to do it, though. I think just, you know, I mean, probably get more reaction from the spirits uh, without people there that are, you know, disrespectful and worrying about what they're doing you can just go and be you and do your thing you know yeah while, while you're there and, I, and, and, like, and, be, and it's like people say are you nuts 
nuts? You're asking that, you're telling that spirit they can follow you home? Well, it's no different than taking a haunted doll home with you. Hmm. Uh, something like, you know, this haunted, you know? Yeah. I go around, the, I'll go around the antique stores and stuff with my, K2, my K2 meter, and if I get a hit on something, I'll yeah. buy it. Oh, yeah. Because I know that there's something that. Yeah, I think we would it as well. It ain't no different than buying something haunted and taking it home with you. No. You're bringing the spirit home with you. thing is, people buy jewelry and all sorts from pawn shops. They, you know, they don't know where that jewelry's been or or what what's attached to it or, you know. Yeah. They'll just buy a ring. You know, you go to a pawn shop. You know, yeah. You, you don't know. That, that ring could have been stolen out of a grave somewhere. Or mirrors. Mirrors are fucking like portals to the other side, man. It's like you, you don't buy a mirror from somewhere you don't know. I don't. Nah. I get a bit freaked out by mirrors. I think they're like an opening to to the other side, mate. That's kind of well. Sitting right, sitting my desk right now. Right, I got my laptop right in front of my desk on the wall. You know where most people have got a pin board mm-hmm. or bookshelves. Yeah. I have I have an eight by eight mirror. I have an eight by eight mirrors. I yeah. love mirrors. Mm-hmm. I will, I will light candles on my desk at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And call upon Lucifer or Satan or Belial. Yeah. And have them literally manifested here in front of me. Wow. I I love mirrors. I think mirrors are awesome. Mm. Mirrors import mirror waddle and water are portals. Yeah, you want to get really crazy about it, go in your bathroom, fill your bathtub with water, put a mirror on the back wall, light four black candles on each corner of the bath, bathtub, yeah. and sit there and call a spirit. No, I don't think I'll do that, to um, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when I'm brave I, enough. I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Right now that I'm staring into, mm-hmm. and when I sit at my desk, I look into it all the time. I see all kinds of crazy stuff in it. Um, yeah, they are cool. They just they just freak me out a bit sometimes because I don't know. There's just something strikes me about being out of sea behind you. There just seems to be like some motive behind the invention. I don't, I'm not making sense, but it's like. It's like no matter where you put a mirror, you're always looking behind you, you know? Right. But the, now think about it this way, okay? Interrogation room has a two-way mirror, right? Yeah. Where they put you in one room, and then somebody comes in and interrogates you, and the other detectives sit in the other room, and they watch through the two-way mirror. Yeah. yeah. The room you're in, you're in, it looks like a mirror, but they're sitting on the back side of the mirror looking in at you, at you right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you look at a, when you look into a mirror combing your hair, ask yourself, what spirit or demon is on the other side of that mirror watching me? Oh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> and you have one, and you have one in your house. You have them everywhere, don't you? Really? <laughs> you have a spirit in your house, so yeah. Is that when you're combing, when you're brushing your teeth, mm-hmm. shaving in the morning, in that mirror? Oh yeah. Ask yourself, is she sitting on the? Is it on the other side watching me? Because yeah. most likely it is. 
Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> it's well. just freaky to think that, like, like we were saying earlier, they're just the dead. The dead are everywhere. We walk amongst the dead. So, like now, I just wonder how many spirits are in this room where I'm doing this podcast. You know, like they could, this room could be full. Yeah. I, I could be in a really unsocially well, distanced dead tank right now. I guarantee you, we're being watched and listened to. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And I'm not, I'm not talking about anything living either. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, this has been a very enjoyable conversation. I'm going to have to wrap it up. Um, I look forward to seeing the the next uh, segments of your videos that you get managed to uh, you managed to do over this weekend. Um, it's been great having you on. It's been a great conversation, and I'd like to talk to you a bit more. You know, not just on the podcast, just uh, podcast, just to learn a bit more from you. You know, the stuff you do. To be honest with you. Um, That's but, me. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been it's been good, man. Thanks for coming on and chatting to me. Uh, we've had a couple of breakout cutouts with the weather and stuff, but it's gone on, it's gone, it's done. So we've done well. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like, quite enjoyable for my side. Oh my no, side. it has me as well. It's like like I said, it's just. When I when I went set out to create this um, podcast, I wanted it to be like two guys having a you know you know two people having a chat in a bar or, or somewhere where you completely relax and just talk, you know. Um, and I think I think one of the best things, certainly for me, that would would make me want to follow somebody or watch somebody or listen to someone's music would be knowing what kind of character they are. You know, um, completely cut back, completely showing who they are freely, um, without all the right. sort of, you know, without all the, oh, I'm a star or I'm this or I'm that. And that's why everyone that's been on this show have been really just laid back and completely bare, you know, just showing themselves for who they are. And I think that for me, that always right. entices me more to, to watch someone, to get to know someone like that, um, the guy we've been talking about, become a living god. I think he's quite down to earth. You know, he's quite. There's no um, sort of beating around the bush with him. He, do, he doesn't sort of pretend to be anything. He just talks and tells it how it is. You know, what I mean, like one of the. I mean, I, right. I, one one right. of them I saw. I think he was going through like nearly going to prison or did go to prison for something. Yeah, um, you, you know, E.A. um, he's had, you know, he had a troubled life. I've had a troubled life. Um, yeah. Um, BMO, BMO X is another good one. Um, he had a troubled life. He is another really powerful, um, he is a, uh, another really, really powerful, uh, black mage. Yeah. Um, and all of us, we are, I mean, loose and graves. I know you did a. I know you did a podcast yeah. with Loose and Gra- Graves. Yeah. Um, I'm an active member because I'm an active member of the Satanic Temple too. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. He, he's a you know he's he's down to earth. Um, you know, the other thing that irritates me is when go out on we go out on, um, and do uh, filming or something in like the haunted tunnels and stuff like that. What do you see? The Satanic symbols and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's not we we don't go to abandoned buildings and no. spray paint 
shit on walls to do our to do our ritual. Most of us, we all do our rituals at home in our backyards mm-hmm. or out in the desert. Or you'll see that with EA. He goes out to the desert a lot. You know. So I mean, that's just kids. Yeah. Being stupid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, kids just running. But with I something. got news for them. Yeah. And I got news for them kids that are running with that. Mm-hmm. They're messing with the powers to be. It's not something to mess with. Yeah. Don't go out into a tunnel, spray paint up down, upside down pentagrams, and Satanists and Satan that, and playing with that. You're playing with fire. You will get burnt. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get. I guarantee you. Demons are very, very real. The spirits are very, very real. Good yeah. and bad. Don't go out there trying to be a Satanist, acting like you're a Satanist, spray painting stuff, and trying to do rituals because if you. Nothing may happen. But if you go out there trying to do rituals and you disrespect these. these demons, yeah. they will get you. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. I mean, they're. they, they are a world of knowledge, they are a world of power. They are a world of everything, and they can work with you, or they can work against you. Yeah. But oh, don't yeah. go out there expecting them, because they will, like the kid, like the show I told you about, the kid urinated on a headstone. Oh, yeah. He, he had to have a priest come in and do an exorcism. Yeah, they'll have because fun Because you don't go out there, you know, and that's what one... And that's kind of what we do mm-hmm. when we do a ritual. We're exercising a demon. We're bringing that de- demon into the triangle, or we're bringing that demon into the circle. Yeah. And that demon is in the circle. If you disrespect, you can control a demon as long as he's in the triangle or the circle. Now, a lot of my rituals, I don't use the circle. Okay. I don't use the triangle for control. I just, I will exercise a demon right into my front room. Yeah. I. I always use a protection circle. I don't always use the protection triangle. I don't always use the uh, the Solomon circle. No. Um, they can get a hold of you, and just like with necromancy, don't play with the dead like like that. They will drive you nuts. They'll get in your head. Mm-hmm. They will. It, it will drive you to insanity. There's been many people that have done that and have ended up drooling on themselves in insane asylums. Yeah. Because you're playing with the powers to be. Don't play with it. Don't unless you know what you're doing. It will kill kill you. Yeah, I think that's why I haven't really um made massive effort to read the necromancy um book so far. I've sort of dabbled a little bit into reading bits here and there, but I just reading it's fine. I mean Oh no, but you see all this world of knowledge, reading is you see all but this stuff, it's actually stepping into the practice of it. Yeah. You know, you gotta, if you step into the practice of it, do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Don't do it the wrong way. Necromancy, this book that Dante put out, he actually got death threats. Yeah. From people for putting this stuff out because this is the dark arts of dark arts. Yeah. There were, he lost, he lost a lot of friends over it. People mm-hmm. threatened his life over it. I know when over he, that um, book. I know when he brought that uh, Voodown one out, uh, there was a lot of controversy with that because basically there was people sort of saying, you know, how can you bring 
how can you bring a chapter out on the Vu down when you know you're not from that area you you know you haven't studied you haven't had families that have taught these rituals down from hundreds and thousands of years passed down passed down passed down but he was working with people that were passing that information to him and you know from what I gather from you know from like his path path work yeah path working uh, rituals and stuff he was I don't know I haven't fully read it yet but his his books are really well wrote um He's a very, very good author. Very good author. Um, Ian Kowetting is a boo-down. Yeah. Ian Kowetting is a boo-down. He, he is a boo-down practitioner. Yeah. And he's been he's been trained, trained and studied and teaches boo-down very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, him, J.S. Garrett, yeah. and uh, X are three of the baddest mothers you'll ever meet when it comes to this stuff. They are good at what they do. Yeah. They are really good. I'll have to have a real good look in. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're the real deal. Yeah, I'll have a a good look in. I'll do some research on them, and, uh, well, I'm sure me and you will keep in touch anyway. Regardless of yep. po- podcasts, um, yeah, we'll just have a you know a chat every now and then, see how you're getting on. And I'll, I'm gonna subscribe to your channel as soon as we get off here, so I can keep up to date with your videos. But if you want to tell people about your YouTube channel and where they can find you and on uh, Twitter and stuff like that, and you know get people interested in what you're doing. Uh, my YouTube channel is Paranormal Experience, uh, Paranormal Exploration. I have one video on there. I just just now started the channel, mm-hmm. but like I said, I've been doing this. I just decided. To go, I just decided to go public with it. Okay. I got one on there right. Now. I'm getting ready, so the channel's channel's kind of new. It's kind of hard to find still, but um, I will send you a link on Twitter to it. Yep. And uh, so that you can subscribe. And uh, my my link is on Twitter. I'm gonna repost it again just as soon as I get done here with you. Okay. That sounds great. Yeah. And uh, so, what, where can they find you on Twitter? What do you go under on Twitter? Uh, my Twitter handle is uh... <laughs> I just drew a blank. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so right, I do it all the time. Par- Paranormal exploration. Yeah, that's Twitter as well. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Twitter. That's great, and yeah. And uh, and also on uh um. Instagram too is paranormal exploration. Okay. That's great, and like you say, so, you've got uh, you've got some stuff coming up. You've got some video shoots to do, some more some more stuff coming on YouTube. Actually, actually on my uh, my Instagram is going to be uh, Daryl Davison six six six. Cool. So Daryl Davison six six six. I will I will share I will share that up. Yeah, my first last name six six six. So very good, very good. Well, yeah. yeah. Stick them all on my, uh, yeah, send them all to me and I'll get them retweeted and passed out about amongst people and that. So see what we can do from there. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to have you all on, right. a, you know, like once a month or something and just have a, have a, uh, a paranormal night. That'd be very that, good. That sounds good to me. Yeah, really good. So it's been ace, ace talking to you. I'm glad we got through it and some breakouts through the weather and stuff, but. It has been really, really good and really interesting. Thanks for coming on and talking to me. Um, 
yeah, uh, I hope you have a very good evening, and I hope your shoots go well over the weekend. Um, yeah, keep in touch, man. You too, Scott, man. Nice talking to you. Yeah, and you. And I'll, I'll get this up as soon as I can. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when I'm going to post it on and, and everything. It'll be sometime over the weekend. So I'll let you know when it's That's up. Um, yeah. Have a good evening, brother, and uh, I'll keep in touch. All right, man. Be safe. And you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.